So stir yourself, but do it in loving and joy. Don't do it in hardness and making yourself do something. When you have that greater inner freedom within yourself, believe me, what people then project at you from outside, it is not going to stick and disturb you like it may have before. That's really living the freedom. That's living in that column of neutrality. That's living the loving. The spiritual teacher is here simply to support you in that, to give you the information, to show you how to do it, to encourage you. And it's up to you. Now, isn't it interesting as well, if you think of even teachers in a school system, they had to go through all the grades themselves, but not only that, they had to go on beyond grade 12 into grade 13 and beyond, in this case, the realms of spirit, to have the higher learning, to learn how to actually teach what they've learned. That's what we might call a bachelor's in education or a master's or even a doctorate. They're just greater levels of more learning and understanding of one subject. Just as the teachers in school have to go and get their degrees and certifications and licensing before they can really are qualified or have the authority to legally teach, it is no different in spirit. Those spiritual teachers that truly are spiritual teachers and not just some make-believe out of their own ego and mind have had to walk through that educational process themselves where they didn't declare themselves a teacher, but they were given that authority from those high above who have the authority. And in this case, directly from the principle called God. It's just no different. It's just amazing the outer reflection and the inner process is really the same. But it's just inwardly rather than done outwardly. And then even in learning, those teachers that are learning to teach, they'll go through and they'll do what's called student teaching. They'll go through and work with another teacher and be in the classroom so that they learn how to present the lessons, how to support and encourage the students. Yes, that's me. That's where I started off, my whole little shifting from the mind more to the spirit. That's part of my process. And that's where Jim has been really supporting me. So there's the personal part. But make no mistake, it's not Jim and Brian, the physical body. It really is Jim or Brian, the spirit. Just as a teacher in this world, if they've done the work and they know 
what it is they're teaching. They still have to be given the authority to legally do it. It's no different here. It is that action of the Holy Spirit that is the authority, that gives that authority to the teacher to present the lesson plans and to give the authority to assist those students in learning and graduating. That's the real authority. The teacher is not the authority, just like in this world, it is not the teacher who has the authority. It is the authority given to them to allow them to do what they do. It is the same thing here. And you will always hear Jim and I say that. Any true teacher you will hear say that. You know, it's very interesting. A lot of in the East, they worship the guru. They love the master, and rightfully so, because the way they understand it is that the master is God in the body, God in the flesh. In the Bible, Jesus called it the living word made flesh. That living word made flesh is the Holy Spirit, is the mantle, the authority that any individual soul has been given to teach. But the teacher, that soul that is teaching, is one in essence with the Holy Spirit, with that mantle. And that's why you cannot separate the two. And that's why people are so confused about loving the teacher or worshiping the guru and not getting caught up physically in that. It's a challenge. One thing that those that do it that way, that love the master, the good thing is because there is that word made flesh, even if they don't know it, their love, even for that physical presence, is still loving God because of that mantle that rests with that teacher. That's the good news. That's why those, especially in the East, that do that, it works. In the West, it's a little different. If somebody stands up and says they're a master or a guru, the West and the mind shoots it down, saying that's a cult and a worship of whatever. That's because the mind never understands. And that's why over here, we always more and more talk about love God, love the Holy Spirit. The truth is God is in every one of us, though. The soul is God within each and every one of us. But in this world, we learn through the process of reflection. If in any particular spiritual teacher we are drawn to, we learn to love them. I don't want to say learn. We just do love them. And then the learning takes place. It is as we love that divine essence in the teacher it awakens that divine essence that is the same thing in us. Because to truly love can only be done by spirit. And so that presence that we call the spiritual teacher in the world 
is simply a reference point in this land of reflection that we can begin to love that divine essence. And as we do, it awakens within us. But over and over and over again, make no mistake, it is the Spirit. It is the loving of the Spirit that is within any one of these bodies. The physical process and the emotions will get attached. The mind will have its belief systems and thinks it should be certain ways. And we'll go through all that because that's part of this world. Those are all the different grades. But eventually we graduate and realize the greater truth that it really and truly can only be the spirit-loving spirit. But that's how we get liberated. As we love the spirit within the teacher, within ourselves, within each one of us, that loving is what moves us through all the different grades. That's the motivator that brings us along to learn the lessons, to do the homework, even when we don't want to do the homework. Somehow we still do it. It is that loving that brings us, that pulls us, that pushes us, that awakens us. Thank God for that. Because if we didn't have that, we may never get off this planet. I like to say also that the teacher is like a doorway. You've heard Jim describe, just like on the newest CD, Becoming So Liberated, Aristotle talk. It takes a liberated flame to free a trapped flame. That is totally about talking about a true spiritual teacher who is awakened and one with God, a liberated flame, to free a trapped flame to give the keys, to give the love. The keys are really loving. It's the loving of full awakefulness in the teacher. It's that loving of the student that truly creates the awakening. That's the true divine service. That's the true action that goes on in this pathway. It is the river of loving Awakened soul is one who stands at the top of the waterfall and is part of the waterfall and a waterfall washes through them and they are part of it. But the waterfall is that Holy Spirit. Just like in this world, for any type of learning, we need a teacher to show us, to assist us, but then we awaken till the day we no longer need the teacher. It is the same here. We show you, we teach you, we love you and support you. And there will be the day that you awaken and graduate. And then no longer, just like you don't go back to any of the grade schools and still love the teacher there, have them try to teach you the same grade over and over. It's the same thing here. Once you graduate, you've got the greater freedom to live in the greater freedom, 
to live who you are as a divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. And then it really is directly you and God. The teacher's still there to support you if you want it. But the true teacher is God, is God's loving. And when you graduate from high school or the soul realm, and you begin the journey into the higher realms of spirit beyond soul, that's truly where you will awaken and know that greater truth of God directly and not necessarily through that spiritual teacher. The teacher can seem like an intermediary. They're not. The teacher, I like to say, is a doorway. We simply open the door so that you can enter in. But when you enter in, then you get to experience what is behind that door. So it looks like I've come to the end of that. And we still do have a little while, so I would like to go ahead and open it up for Q&A if anybody would like to ask any questions or share anything for greater clarity. And if Laura, if you wouldn't mind maybe making the microphone available. So I hope I made sense with what I started to write up there about about the grades and all. But I'd also like to open it up if there is more questions about that. Always keeping in mind like the main message always is. So is there anybody? Yep. I don't know how many other others are teachers in the actual world here. I've actually There's gone, not many, I'll say that. I've actually gone through and got my bachelor's of education, bachelor's, bachelor's of music. Um, very good, very good representation. It's very reflective of, of what it actually is. And I go through, I teach on an individual basis, one-on-one -on -one with my private lessons. And um, it's, it's amazing how much I'm teaching spiritually to them without even realizing it. Um, a lot of that, one of my favorite phrases that I like to use uh, with them is, you know, when you go through school and you had all these books that you had to read, like an English class, you had to sit down and they gave you a book and they told you, you have to read this and you have to come back with a response to it. It wasn't as enjoyable as that one book or those many books that many of us chose on our own to read and it was our own experience. And so I sit down with a lot of my students and I say, you know, homework is something that is given to you that you're told you have to do, but if, you're, if there's some way that you can go within yourself and choose to, to make it your own, do it yourself because you want to do it, it suddenly becomes a totally different experience. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. I like that one a lot because I remember the books that I chose on my own to read. And I think I probably remember a few books when I was in school that I started reading. I go, oh, yeah, this is great. I like this because I like it. Not because she's telling me to read it, but because it's something that I'm choosing to do. And by, by choosing to take the information and 
you hear it and you know it and, and you write it down in a notebook or you may, and I'm, I'm talking in, in, in perspective of how I see my students do things. They, they go back and they say, they can re even recite the exact words of what I say, but I turn to them and I go, have you done that though? And the, those students that I see that they just do it on their own, it's almost as if I'm not doing anything. It's almost as if they're doing it all on their own. I go, I don't, I don't know if that was me teaching you or if that was because you just actually practiced. It's, it's a really good feeling to know that when you choose to do it on your own, it, it happens so much more effortlessly and so much more rewardingly. Um, I like that example. That was that, close to home, I guess you could say. That's a great reference point. And that's why on a spiritual path, there's complete freedom because it's got to be that way. When you choose into it out of your own wanting it, that's when you really learn and it can be a joyful process and it's easier. This is a pathway you cannot force it upon. Just like you're sharing there, that's a great reference point. That's the easiest way to learn is when we want to learn and when we have the freedom to do that and we're simply supported in that freedom rather than put upon and forced to. So thank you for sharing that. That's a really, that's a great, that's a great reference. And thank you, too. Um, thank you for sharing that because it gave me a reference point um, in my dog obedience training. And the fun thing with that is the people that come and bring their dogs think that I'm going to be teaching their dogs. And it's not that at all. That they are quite unprepared for the things that they have to learn you know, to make that happen. So, so that's an interesting um, thing. And over the years of doing it, it's become a, a really interesting and neat service to these people because they realize, you know, opening up for themselves that you know, they need to open to learn to teach their dog. And so it's, it's just interesting how it just goes in levels and levels and levels. And um, the other thing I've noticed is that the quote-unquote problems that they have with their dogs quite often are problems they have. They choose dogs that <laughs> reflect their problems so that when they heal this dog, they heal themselves. It's a, an amazing process to watch. I like okay. to say, because you know animals are little kids. There's that basic self-child nature that, in a sense, is totally free. And we have to train that part, whether it's a child, an animal, or that part of ourselves, to come into cooperation or to learn how to do that which we want it to do. Mm -hmm. And I like to say with, with dogs or little kids, it's really ourselves learning how to train ourselves mm -hmm. into that greater action and direction of what it is that we want. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, whether it's spirit or anything to do in the world or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it is a fun process. And it's neat hearing that because if you can really realize that's what goes on and how we learn in this world is the reflection that even those things we want others to do or our animals or whatever out here, in a sense, we really are kind of training ourselves into that, which is how it works. But it's really fun when you realize that's really what's going on because that's a really level of uh, spiritual awakening. And, and it's a great process to watch and be part of, you know, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and watch that and, and often the p people aren't aware of what's going on. Every once in a while, someone will become very aware and come to me on the side and say something about it. And I'll go, yep. Yeah, so it's so it's neat to be part of that. Thank you. That's a good one. 
Haven't you heard the saying that cats don't have owners, they have staff? (laughs) (laughs) And you just love the natural order of things, especially when the cat orders you to do this and that. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to share or ask? Okay, back there. I find that there's a a surprising uh, realization uh, that comes in in finding myself in a new place uh, of of activity or growth, and it's it's like not having been there before, but, uh, gee, it's uh, just to be... Desiring to to linger in that uh, forward and not uh, analyze it or judge it, but just uh, let the surprise happen. I like that because that's allowing yourself to be vulnerable and just move with the experience. Because if we shut ourselves down, we don't allow ourselves the experience. And remember, this is a pathway of experience, and that's really how we learn. So if we hold ourselves back from experience, we're not going to learn. But if we allow ourselves just to move forward, we'll learn. But one thing i like to also, thank you for bringing this up, because actually there's another reference I wanted to make. Just like in school, when we're done and we've had all the experience and have learned everything we needed to in first grade, then we go to second grade. In second grade, a whole other level of learning, right? Well, then we have to be open to learn all these surprises and all these new things we're going to learn. And it's through going through those experiences that we learn, and then when we really learn it all, then we pass the test, we're done with second grade, and then we move to third grade. And all of a sudden, there's all these other new things we're learning. That's how life is. And if you allow yourself, like what you just said, to just move forward, to be open to the experience, is how you learn and keep growing and keep moving on up through all the grades until you graduate. And one thing to keep in mind, and this is where, again, it's so subtle on this pathway, these are inner learnings. They're not so blatantly obvious like when we graduate from first grade and we go to second in this world. Sometimes it can be a subtle, and sometimes it's not subtle, but some, a lot of times it's subtle when we're done with one thing and we're now into the next experience. And again, make no mistake about it, on this pathway, when we graduate from the different grades or the different chakras or the different realms of spirit, there are different experiences that we have on each of those realms. So when you're done with elementary school, here through fifth grade, then all of a sudden here you're in sixth grade or junior high or middle school, the seat of the soul. And so we begin the first step. We're in a new school. Not only a new grade, we're in a new school. And that's what this is. Down here, throat chakra down, the first five grades, the first five chakras, that's a different school, more in the physical. But as soon as we wake up here, even though it's still physical, the sixth grade, the seat of the soul, it's the beginning now of a new school and a new grade. And so we begin now to awaken the sixth and the seventh chakra, 
and then we tap into the astral realm as we open up eighth grade. That's the beginning of the journey. And that's where a lot of new age or psychic type of experiences and groups out there are dealing with. A lot of them are just still dealing with the chakras, but some of them that are really beginning to go beyond the chakras are now beginning to open up to the sixth, seventh, and even into the astral realm. A lot of people who do channelings, you know, different entities of this teacher and that, a lot of them have simply learned in sixth and seventh grade to open up these chakras to those on the eighth grade <laughs> or astral realm, and so they channel that. And some of them, as they continue their own learning, and this is now beginning the greater journey that we here in the path of sun and light are doing, is when we move past junior high or middle school. When you're done with middle school, or just nearing being done, is when you'll find this pathway of sun and light that is beyond even middle school. That's why we call it high school, because now you're going to go high up into the realms of spirit. And so now you begin to move beyond the astral realm and into the causal or ninth grade. You're, fresh, you're a freshman now in, into the realms of spirit, the causal realm. And it's funny because there is a place in the causal realm that when we get there, and isn't it funny though too also, I'm going to back up a sec, ninth grade is now going into high school. So now not only have we entered a new grade, but now we're in another new school, another new school the path of sound and light now. And this is where we come to this place where all of a sudden we begin to move into higher levels where in the place in the causal realm you begin to even move beyond reincarnation. There's a greater freedom in here, your freshman year. And that's where choices can be made, where now you really continue the higher learning or you continue to come back and still learn some more here. Just like if you like if this going to ninth grade, okay, you're gonna continue on now into high school. So that begins the really higher learning. And then we begin now ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, causal, mental, etheric, soul. So one thing I'll go back to where I started with all this is to keep in mind on this journey. As you graduate one grade and you go to the next, you're going to have different experiences. Don't think your life is going to be the same. A lot of you, again, get initiated because you want your life to be different. And it will be. But it may not be as obvious as what you think. And also realize you still got to walk through the different grades. But pay attention so that you have some level of awareness then maybe you've graduated from one grade and you now are in the next, or you've moved from the causal realm and now you're in the mental realm. Pay attention so you don't keep repeating the lessons of the causal realm or the ninth grade and realize that you're now in the 10th grade. You've done the causal realm, now you're in the mental, now you're having the experiences there. And then you move on to the etheric and so forth. And even though we know when we give you all the names, it opens the door so you can experience all the levels. There still is a process by which your consciousness will be more focused in any particular realm for a period of time. And sometimes, generally, that may be a couple, three years. I'd say that generally, 
because I've seen that two to three years in each of the grades. I know it's not as fast as grade school, one year apiece, right? And sometimes it is. I say generally that we may spend time in each realm clearing the karma, learning the lessons, and then we complete that, we graduate, we go to the next realm, the next grade, where we may be having more experience there. Some of you say you've been initiated, say three years, you find yourself a little more emotional or something. Realize you're working more karmas on the causal realm, the emotional realm, because you've really moved beyond the astral. And so you will have those different experiences on the different realms with what comes with those realms. Just walk through it. Be open to the surprises and just allow yourself to experience because that's how you're going to learn and move through each of those realms. So can we put it on microphone? Can we? And I wanted to, it's fun because actually this came up earlier in my meditation to talk about this, but it just wasn't present. So thank you for asking that question because it opened that. It's important to understand some of these things because it can help remove some of the confusion or wonder, why am I going through what I'm going through? I thought it would be different. Well, it is different on another realm. Okay. That's what I was wondering. How do you know when you go from one level to another? And is it by the experience you're having, whether they're emotional or mental? or That can be an indicator. Again, we're multidimensional, so we're always experiencing all the realms at once. But as we're walking this journey of initiation, when we first get initiated, we begin the journey in really eighth grade, the astral realm. When you get initiation, that's really the beginning of now the next level beyond the physical. And so in the astral realm, you'll have more of that type of experience that comes with that, which can be more psychic type of things. It can almost feel like physical presences. You may have psychic experiences, you may, and you may feel yourself a little more forceful or pushy or ambitious. You may have a little bit more of a drive and tell other people what to do or be a little harder on yourself and say, no, this is the way to God. So you may go through that for a couple, three years, maybe only a few months, maybe many years. It just depends. Everybody, We each have different amounts of karma on each of the realms. But then when it comes to the point where we've really now have learned a lot of the lessons by walking through that, and we complete most of that karma. You know how Jim's described boring a hole through each of the realms? Well, that's the boring the hole through the realm, but the boring the hole is by loving, and through the loving we have the experiences, and that's how we learn. And then we graduate, and then we get more into the causal realm. And then in the causal, we realize it's different now. We don't have that same maybe drive or maybe all the psychic stuff we might have had in the beginning. There seems to be less of that. And then all of a sudden we get more emotional. We may find ourselves crying more or getting more emotionally reactive and irritated and upset. That's usually a good indicator that we're dealing with more of the karmas on the emotional causal realm. And so we may go, I remember when, I'll say this, when I went through the causal realm, I cried in my, more in my life than I ever have ever. But then as I finished and I went more into the mental realm, ever since then I... I only have a tear here and there, and it's mostly just loving pouring through now. You know, so it's just this is how we'll experience it. In the mental realm, of course, think about it. We get more mental. Our belief systems will kick in. We'll have more doubts and confusion. We'll question things. We'll, um, our belief systems may be more hooked into thinking or believing it to be a certain way, and we'll walk through all that. We'll analyze things more. 
and all that, just like we think, mental, you know. Then after a while, as we now complete more of that and we now begin to move more into that great void or the etheric realm where the nothingness is, we start to kind of feel a little wandery and going, I don't know, what's going on? I don't know. I thought I used to know so much about spirit in this pathway, but I don't even know anymore. I know that I don't know anything. <laughs> but the nice thing is, when you tap into that, you also walk around with this nice sense of bliss. That's been my experience. It's just kind of like a, I'm kind of high, a blissfulness. That's what they call nirvana. Like the Buddhists, when they talk about bliss and joy, that's a lot of what that is, the etheric realm, the void. There's nothing there, so you're just kind of floaty feeling, which is really nice, really. But then as you just float on up, because you let go of more of the karmas, have the experience, and then you awaken to the soul realm. And then all of a sudden, there begins this greater movement of the truth of spirit in that river of loving, where your life all of a sudden now maybe begins to move in a more active, participatory, loving way. You may find yourself even more active, physically even, but you find yourself doing in a very different way. You don't have all the attachments and the things pushing you around maybe the way they used to. You'll still have a little bit, because as long as we're in a body, there's going to be the polarities. But you're going to find even in that, there's going to be this movement of loving where you just walk through things in a much easier way, where it's not so challenging anymore. Because you're really loving now the greater truth of the soul of who you are, which is that loving spirit. And so those are some of the things, or the neutrality is a great indicator. When you're really living the neutrality, that's more soul consciousness. There's, there's not the attachments to the outcomes. You're just happy to be in the loving with whoever you're at, wherever you're at. Whatever happens is just fine with you. And it really is, good or bad. Bad outcome, good outcome, hey, that's all right, I just love it all. Really, that's a state of the soul consciousness. That's a state of unconditional loving. That's the freedom, and that's what we're really going for here. And then it begins even another level once you start moving beyond that. But it's just an expansion of that soul consciousness. Was that, is there anything more with that, or is that? That was fantastic. That answered so many questions, like, you know, about myself and where I am. It's just like laid it all out, because I've been so confused, you know. So it really made a big difference to me. Thank you. Great. You're welcome. I hope this answers some things for some of you. Because, you know, Jim and I also talk about on those spiritual realms, the signposts on those realms. But if you don't have out-of-body experiences and see all this stuff, then I know, and most of us don't. And if we do, it's wonderful. But these are the indicators that if we just simply look to our own in-body experience, these are the types of indicators that can give you a clue or an idea of really maybe more of the realm you're experiencing and working the karmas on. It is subtle, but when you really pay attention, it's not so subtle anymore. But it does change from realm to realm. Just be aware of that. Believe me, when some karmas die and they're done, they're complete, you've learned the lesson, you've passed the test, you move on to the next thing, it can seem unfamiliar sometimes because you are so used to doing it a certain way now beginning to allow yourself the process to experience in a different way, 
that can be challenging sometimes because we're so habitualized to the way we've been doing it. So we've got to allow ourselves the freedom to experience things in a new way if we're going to keep growing and freeing ourselves. Thank you. So we'll go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and do one more. I was on a different but similar spiritual path before initiation here. Yeah. And so with the initiation here, I understood it as being a realigning. Yeah. So in a sense, is there still a revisiting of all of those uh, levels? or? No. Once you've been initiated, it's the same journey for everybody. So if you have come to initiation over here with us and ILM, they're realigning. You already have the names of God, so in a sense you're really just more aligning with the action of the Holy Spirit through the expression and ILM. It's the same journey. So say you've been doing the other pathway for many years and say you were in the mental realm where you're working most of the karmas, that's not going to change. It's going to be the same. You're going to still keep moving through there. The difference might be is if you did not receive all the names into the soul realm, if you receive, say, the mental name and you still have the etheric and soul names to get, is that in that realigning, you'll also be given those other names so those doors will be open in a greater way than as if you don't have them. In truth, when you receive just one, two, or three, or four of the names, you're still given all the names spiritually. But for the awakening and working your karmas off and truly getting liberated, that's where getting all the names is, is important. Because that, in that name at the time of initiation is that charge of the Holy Spirit that is placed with the names to give you that authority to work the karmas off in all those realms. Does that make sense? With that, that makes sense. So yeah, you don't go back or go higher just because you've been reinitiated over here. You just keep working from wherever you're at. Yeah, it, it, the realignment makes sense because it does seem like things are more clear and and make more sense. Although that's not the right description for it either. It, and some it's of that is the, that some of that is also because of the way Jim and I are presenting it. We're trying to present the pathway with a greater clarity, with a lot more detail to answer a lot of questions so that there can be the greater understanding. Because we have found is that when we have the greater understanding, there's a greater freedom that happens in that. You know, that, that peace that surpasses understanding? It opens the door. When we can have the greater understanding, then we can really open up to yet a greater experience of that peace, which is the spirit. And so that's what we're trying to do in ILM is give the greater clarity so that you can really have the greater freedom. And you'll feel it, and a lot of people are. And it's nice to hear that because it lets us know also from you guys that what we're doing really is supporting that greater action in that way. My experience has been that it's a cleaner, straighter, less attachment type thing, you know, with it. I don't know if that... No, it is. And, but that's why Jim and I are really trying to, in this world, there's always going to be some level of the body, mind, and emotions to deal with. And we're just trying to do everything we can to not let anything get in the way. Pure and simple would be a good explanation of yeah. it, too. Pure and simple. Pure and simple. Yeah. Way, just like you saw me in the beginning of class, I've just learned to be completely open and vulnerable with my own experience because I know when I do that, I give myself the freedom. And then all of a sudden in that, then the, it's just easier to be free with everybody else because then I'm not in my own process and my own stuff in the way. And if my own stuff is in the way, i got to do what I need to do to get out of that. And that's my own freedom. But then we just get to participate in that freedom with each other. 
I just found that works. I don't care to play games. And Jim doesn't either, for those of you that know. And not everybody does it that way, though. So, thanks. All right, you guys. Well, it's 1230, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks for coming. And um, Jim will be back uh, next week, so we'll both be here. God willing, of course. <laughs> and hopefully you will be too. Thanks a lot.